welcome back for another episode of Clean Tech Talk, where we at Clean Technica interview clean tech leaders from around the world. With topics ranging from electric cars to climate change communication, you can listen to our full podcast series by visiting our website at cleantechnica.com. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of Clean Tech Talk. I'm your host, Joe Boris, and I'm here today with one of the pioneers of the modern e-bike craze, uh, LeGrand Cruz from Super 73. How you doing, man? Hey, doing really well. Thanks, Joe. That's great. Now, listen, the, you know, Super 73 is like, you guys are like really what I would call like the e-moped sort of trendsetter. You're the guys who really brought that moped style, that moped sort of aesthetic you know, two e-bikes. And I know that you're not like, you know, the typical dirty moped army, hell Satan's kind of guy. You're like way too cool for that. But, you know, you guys are doing so much in that space and, and you really are the industry leaders. And I kind of want to talk a little bit about how you kind of became that, like where you came from. And, uh, you know, for people who maybe aren't too familiar with what you're doing at Super 73, kind of give them an introduction to, you know, what that's all about. Yeah, absolutely. So I think like a lot of things, uh, we uh, kind of tripped into this uh, space. Uh, myself, personally, I've always been uh, you know, a huge fan of kind of any kind of two-wheel transportation. You know, although our bikes right now are different than traditional uh, bicycles, you know, I have loved cycling, actually, uh, since I was a little kid. Uh, even did some amateur cross-country mountain bike racing. So I have a history of, of, of really uh, you know, being uh, involved just you know, personally and just for fun and, and cycling and, and really the, you know, the, you, know you, call, you mentioned the moped army and you mentioned, uh, you know, a few things here. And, and, you know, although I don't necessarily have those, those chops, uh, uh, like you do, Joe, by the way, um, <laughs> people don't know that they don't know what a big dork I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. But, but, but the thing is, I've been, I've been absolutely enamored by, by the space. And, and when we built the very first bike, gosh, it was six years ago now, six and a half years ago, almost. Uh, we actually took a mini bike frame, we chopped it up, and we married that with some bicycle components, and, and that was the very first Super 73. And and really, it was an epiphany to both myself and, and I think the others that, that were around at the at the founding of the company. You know that we we you know like wow, this is this is amazing. This is fun. It's cool, and you know it's not you know, you know cycling is is has never been in it. I, I gotta be careful what I say here. Cycling uh, has been a little bit of a uh, you know, exclusive um, type of, of activity. You know, it's been sport and it's kind of like if you're in the know and if you know the right lingo and like, you know, you have the right parts and, and, and all the rest, then then yeah, it can be an amazing, amazing sport. But uh, but really, I think what, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, mopeds or the style of bikes that the Super 73 makes today, um, it's really about having a platform and having something for everybody to enjoy. Like whether you are comfortable on a regular bicycle or not, whether you care about sport or cycling or exercise, it really doesn't matter. It's just something that is, you know, a lot of fun and, uh, you know, a vehicle that allow you to, um, you know, to really just live your life in, in a, you know, honestly, in just a, a much more fun way. It, it, uh, it, it, it's, it's more fun than driving a car. And, and these days in almost any urban area, it's uh, also uh, faster and, uh, you know, more economical. And I mean, there's almost no reason not to, to do it now. No, I, I agree with everything you just said there, you know, and it was funny because when I first met you in person was at the Electrify Expo back in September of 21 and we were in Irvine, California and you were talking about, yeah, you know, I get on my Google app in the morning and I, I ride on the bike trails. I go through the parks, the weather is perfect and I get to work, you know, quicker than I would in my car. And I think that's like, 
that's the story that you hear over and over again people who buy an e-bike to kind of live with it every day is that you can use it in in ways that you didn't really imagine when you first got it now the reason i wanted to to really talk to you today is obviously you know number one i i have a huge man crush on you i think we've we've covered this (laughs) at length but it's worth saying like you guys are not going to get a biased interview here i think legrand is like the (laughs) coolest guy like i want to be legrand when i grow up it's 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 a thing but i want to start with you know the the first bike of yours that i saw the first super 73 that was i that i saw that was like really heavily customized that was kind of the star wars inspired bike that you did for raul coley uh the Mm -hmm. the guy from haunting of bly manor and and really by now quite a few other shows he did the uh the vampire show on netflix i can't remember the name of it but you Mm -hmm. know every time i see him i know it's going to be a great show and the fact that he kind of went with this bike as, as a basis and you really built this out for him like as a stormtroopery kind of bike that was kind of the first one of these that i saw but you've done so many other celebrity type bikes right you did what for uh, Lil Nas x you did uh the hot wheels bike you're doing a bike with uh roland sands how do you you know how do you get to meet these celebrities and, and work with them do they come to you with ideas is it like you just bump into each other in Southern California because you're just like cool guys and you're like, oh, that'd be cool. Like, you know, for someone who lives in the Midwest and doesn't get to hang out with celebrities, tell me a little about that. <laughs> I, I think a little bit of, of all of the above, uh, you know, certainly being in Southern California helps, uh, right, to uh, you know, to be so close to, uh, you know, all the very influential people. But, you know, really the, the secret to this is not a secret at all. And that is that, again, we have a, we have a product that, um, you know, not only is appealing, but it actually fits in into you know into these people's lives, and and that's the thing you mentioned, Raúl, um, and there's there's several others. Actually, uh, you know, Anderson Silva is another uh, big 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 friend of the brand. In fact, oh, wow. um, uh, yeah, he's got. The, I think I think uh, we're actually delivering a bike to him uh, tomorrow. Another one. Um, but what's really interesting about all of these is that um, you know these people, whether they be celebrities, a listers, you know, whoever they are. Our vehicles actually they, they they fit into their lifestyle, and so one of the things that you know you may have seen and maybe others have seen is that you'll see you know paparazzi pictures of uh, you know people rolling around. I think um, uh, Justin Bieber's been caught a few times uh, you know riding the Super Seventy Three yeah. by the, the paparazzi. Uh, so uh, and, and that's amazing because what it is is you know it's not us going hey you know, please rep our brand and, you know, and put our bikes all over your Instagram and, you know, try to create this buzz with, you know, your followers and fans. It's really just like, hey, we have an amazing product that is a superior way to get around, certainly in Los Angeles um, and, and kind of any metropolitan area. And, you know, would you like to collaborate and, you know, create something that's really cool for, for yourself? And, and the answer is usually yes. And then they actually use it. Again, we, we don't actually go to any of these celebrities and say, Okay, we need, you know, we're going to give you a bike and, and we need you to have X amount of posts and, you know, we need to have this ROI. It, it doesn't work that way. And I think that that uh, authentic approach has really uh, worked for us. And it's why you see uh, all these people, they actually use the bikes. They use them like to get around, to, to run errands, to do all of these things. And, um, and again, we, we don't ask for that. And so it's a combination of things. You know, most people uh, do come to us. Uh, sometimes, uh, certainly, you know, we're, we're, we're fanboys as well of, of different folks and you know it's like wow it'd be really cool to get them on a super 73 do we have a you know a, a connection and uh you know or it'd be amazing to collaborate uh you know with this uh either this individual or or this brand um you know to create something uh you know unique uh and at the end of the day you know what we're a company of is a bunch of creators i mean we're very creative people certainly i think that comes across in, in our marketing and our product and so you know, we just want to to look for opportunities to 
uh, to continue to be creative and, and to work with other people, um, you know, as well that, that are respected and, you know, that, that again, we can provide something that, that works for them and, and improves their lives. And that's ultimately what it's about. Yeah. You know, and, and you're so good at this. I, I have to like, be careful. It's going to turn into an infomercial, but like that, that's fine because like, honestly, there's not a lot of people doing what you guys are doing in this way. I think you can say that there's other bikes that are similar. I think you can say that there's other people who have, you know, a, a similar sense of what they are doing is genuine kind of thing. But I, I think, you know, you guys are, are very much from the heart as well. But, you know, when we talk about these one-off bikes, and obviously there's a lot of time and effort and love and money in these bikes, that shouldn't take away from the idea that a standard Super 73 needs to be modified this way, right? Because there's a lot, especially in the second generation of the S1, you've got the Miami series bike, you've got the uh, the larger bikes now, the S2 and things like that, that are just even right out of the box. They're super cool. And if you live in an area like Chicago, or certainly if you like in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, right out of the box this is already the coolest bike that most of the people have ever seen, right? So I think that yeah. there is that sense of like, there is a bike for you and you don't have to spend all that time and money to customize it in order for it to like really feel like the bike that you want. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and this is something that we really try to do with, um, with all our models. We try to, uh, you know, make them a platform, uh, a vehicle, something that's, that people are proud of. Right. And so that goes down to using high quality components, uh, obviously design and aesthetic being uh, you know, incredibly important. Often one of the underlooked under, appreciated uh, things and, and, and really something you can't experience until you actually ride a Super 73 is despite, you know, other vehicles that may look similar or, um, that, you know, to, 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 you know, pick your, pick your model of our, of our lineup. I feel like everything's been ripped off now. Uh, so but there's, there's lots of, out, there, you know, lots there of does seem to there. be some of that happening. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. More, more than some. It's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a tidal wave of, of knockoffs and copycats and everything else. Which is which is fine. I mean, this is the industry, whether we like it or not. But you know, if you swing a leg over a Super Seventy Three, what you realize very very quickly, the people that created it, uh, we ride these things, and and so we've taken the things that we've learned and that we've experienced, and combined with our in-house design, engineering, uh, and, you know, our R and D, and everything that we do. You know, it's a complete package. It 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 it, it rides different. It feels different. You know, there's a, there's a quality. There's a uh, you know stability. Uh, you know, to the to the bikes themselves. Um, and it's something that is comforting and and something that I think you know once people have a Super Seventy Three, they almost never go to something else. Uh, you, you just you just can't. And and again, ultimately, what we're trying to create is something that people can be proud of. And I like to equate it. Uh, you know, the best I can I can do is, is equate it to when, uh, you know, this goes a long time ago, but when I turned 16 years old and I got my, you know, I wanted to get my first car and I was really excited about driving. And ultimately, you know, I bought a big pile of junk and tried to make it, uh, you know, cool through a stereo. And I was like spray painting my rims and, you know, all of this stuff. <laughs> but but, but oh yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit cringe. But, but what I was trying to do is I was trying to create you know, something that was representative of me. So that car represented a, you know, what do you call it? Uh, essentially it was a canvas, uh, you know, for me to express to the outside world, you know, who, who I am or who I, or who I was, uh, definitely not am anymore. And, and I look at the same with our vehicles. We look at those as a canvas, a canvas that, hey, we have really cool colors and, and cool graphics and, you know, amazing design. And they're awesome on their own, but uh, we certainly encourage people to to make them you know one of a kind and to you know create something that they're that they're proud of. And uh, and if you have a chance to go on a on a group ride, uh, you know, you'll see just the most incredible things. You know, almost none of the bikes look like they do. You know, right out of the box. 
And again, to your point, nothing wrong with a stock super 73. They're awesome. Uh, in fact, I will, I, I will admit that, uh, you know, I, I rock a pretty stock bike, <laughs> you know, on, on the daily. Uh, so, um, but, but, but again, you know, I think it's, it's a combination of, you know, creating something that you out of the box, you can be proud of it. Um, but then it's, it's also a platform uh, that, that you can make your own. And, and really, this has been supported by, by the community. Um, I think uh, maybe a lot of people have a misconception that, um, you know, that we are you know, creating all these different parts and doing all this custom work for people. That, that's not the case. This is, these are individuals just taking on themselves, sharing with others through the community. Hey, I you know, 3D printed this. Oh, I was able to use this accessory. I, I found a way to, um, you know, to, to, to modify uh, you know, the look over here. You know, third parties now coming with custom seats and you know, storage solutions and all sorts of, of, of really unique and innovative accessories, to be honest. And, and I think that's the most satisfying thing for me to see because ultimately, uh, and again, I hate to put it back into car parlance, but uh, you know, this is society we live in. Um, but I like to think of, of our bikes a little more like the, like Jeeps. You know, Jeeps can uh, you know are, are, are famous or infamous, uh, whichever that you can you can make them kind of anything. There is a really robust ecosystem, you know, of components and parts and ways to customize, uh, you know, those vehicles. And uh, you know they've been very very successful with that. And so uh, you know this is the same kind of of concept and the same type of thing that we're trying to accomplish here. You know, and, and that's so cool of you. Like again, you're like a cool guy, and you like give that credit to the community, and you give that credit where credit is due. But I feel like there's a little bit of downplaying of your own product. Like, and I say this to you as a fan, like, you know, this is something that I didn't realize until I was looking at one of these in Miami. You actually develop your own tires for this, like the extent of which to which you guys engineer this product and build out this product really extends to Super 73 branded tires that are specifically for e-bikes that give you that motorcycle look in a bicycle size and that meet the needs of a bicycle rider. And when I think about that, I look at every other brand that they're running Kendas or Bridgestone or whatever other tires they're running, they're not making their own tires. And I think that kind of speaks to, okay, now let's look at this bike some more. Okay. Oh, this is their shock. Oh, they're making this, you know, reservoir brake handle is, is specifically theirs. And I think that, yeah, while it is huge that the community is doing that, they're doing that because you've gone that extra mile, I think, from a product perspective to build that out. And, you know, you you made a comment before about, you know, that there's been copycats, knockoffs, things like that. I mean, I, I, I hesitate to use those same terms because, like, I'm not a creative person. So I'm like, yeah, it's got two wheels and a handlebar how good could it be? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, like it is what it is. Like there's going to, there's only so much you can do within that frame. But I think that that ability to sort of say like, look, we're going to step up and we're going to invest in this aspect of it to make it better and make it meet the needs. I think it's really huge. And, and as you've said, the community has responded, but like the industry has responded as well. Like instead of, you know, instead of Indian motorcycles saying, hey, look, we've got a huge R&D department. We've got manufacturing. We know what we're doing. Let's build ourselves an e-bike. They didn't do that. They said, dude, these guys are making something cool. Let's collaborate with them. And now the Indian motorcycles e-bike, you know, the, 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 in many ways, the direct competitor to, to Serial One, that's, that's a super 73 bike. And that's, we're talking about big names now. You're in that league with Harley Davidson. You're in that league with, you know, Jeep and Quiet Cat and the collaboration that they have. You are in that sort of rarefied air with that. 
how did that deal happen? And, and I guess like in, in a broader sense, right. So there's not so much about like, you know, you and super 73 and me kind of geeking out over your bikes, which, which I know is cool, but like, I, I don't think people want to listen to that for you know 25 minutes. You know, how do you see that going in the industry? Do you, do you tend to think that like, more automotive companies are going to get into the e-bike business through sort of the existing brands. And, and this is the part where you announced the new Ford e-bike that you're building. Yeah. You should have prepped me on that if I was going to announce something now. Um, well, yeah, well, I, let, me, let me kind of break down a, a few things. There was, there was kind of a lot of, of uh, a lot of potential questions that I could answer there. Um, so I guess to begin with, just to start, you know, you mentioned the fact that, you know, yes, we make, you know, our own tires and you know, our own components. And so the one takeaway, I think, from all of that, and I'll just talk about myself personally here for just a second, uh, you know, I'm a product guy. Like, I'm a product person. I love, you know, whether it be, you know, motorcycles and bicycles and, you know, even cars. Um, I'm, you know, off-road products, uh, uh, aviation, I mean, you name it, right? I, I love, I love, love, love any kind of transportation products and certainly really well-designed, well-built, you know, products. And so when we take a look at our own vehicles, it's, it's almost like a no compromise. It's like, okay, this is what we want to create. And if it doesn't exist or there's not components that we can use, then, you know, we're like, okay, well, let's, let's just go make it. And, and this is something that, again, goes very much against the grain of the traditional bicycle industry. The, the way the traditional bicycle industry, you know, has worked for, I mean, decades now is that you have these kind of core suppliers. If you think about it, you can't, you know, make a bicycle without a Shimano or a SRAM, um, you know, shifters and brakes and, you know, all of these things. So you have a, a very small handful of component suppliers. And, and really the only thing that kind of anybody really has brought to the table, uh, you know, for the most part, and there's exceptions to this, is uh, maybe a unique frame, right? And this, is, this has been the defining piece of, of, of various brands. And, and we don't look at it that way. You know, we don't go, oh, okay, we're going to create a unique frame and then we're just going to go, you know, take uh, whatever components are out there and just throw it on. We, we try to do that. And, and ultimately what, what we realize is, is none of this stuff was really up to snuff. We're creating a completely different vehicle. So we, we couldn't really use these, these components. And if we did, it compromised the overall product. And that's the one thing that we've never wanted to do is compromise, you know, the product, uh, compromise the experience. Um, and I'll give you one, you know, one example of this. Uh, so, you mentioned Roland Sands earlier. Uh, my my personal ride is our uh, RX Malibu, which is our Roland Sands uh, collaboration bike. One piece of that bike, which maybe it's overlooked or not, but is it has a, a Fox uh, rear shock on it. Now that in and of itself isn't you know anything revolutionary. You know, Fox has been making white uh, shocks and everything for a long time. Um, but what was really unique is that when we wanted to put you know upgraded suspension on that bike and went and looked at the Fox uh, uh, suspension and, and, and obviously worked and collaborated with Fox. And what we realized really quickly is their mountain bike stuff. It wouldn't work. It, it, it wasn't, it basically wasn't, it you know, didn't perform the way that we needed it to with our vehicle. And so the shock that's on that RX Malibu is actually a snowmobile shock that oh, wow. has been custom. Yeah. It's been valved and tuned specifically for our bike because that was the only thing that they had that could, you know, actually meet our requirements. And so, you know, those are the types of things where even if, you know, we're not in the business of making shocks and, and by the way, I don't, I don't necessarily want to be, but again, partnering with those industry leaders and 
and then you're saying, okay, well, again, we're still not going to compromise. We're not going to just take something off the shelf. Like we need something that actually performs and does what we need it to do. Um, so that's just one kind of example I wanted to, to leave you with. And, and maybe again, something that people don't realize, you know, you just look at the bike and you just think, okay, yeah, whatever it, uh, you know, it, it looks a certain way and it has these components and away you go, but we're very, very thoughtful about the complete package, the overall experience. And again, that's why I, you know, I, I continue to reiterate. It's like, if you haven't done it, Swing leg over Super 73, ride it because it will change your life and it will change the way that you think about e-bikes and the way that you think about, about transportation. It, it really will. So to move on to, uh, you know, the next piece about, uh, about you know, how do we, uh, you know, do these collaborations or, you know, you mentioned getting into the, the big leagues here with, with Indian and, and that was a really, really important partnership. Um, that's something that has, you know, was in, uh, I guess, gestation for maybe almost two years before we ended up, um, you know, finally moving forward. And, and I think that, that along the lines of what I was mentioning with the celebrities and, 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 you know, these other kind of custom bikes, you know, we look at um, other industry leaders, whether that be, you know, motorcycles or, or, or it could be, you know, I mentioned automotive, you know, who knows uh, in the future, but we go, okay, who would we want to partner with? Who would be a great partner? Who has a brand and, and, and even people behind the brand that, that we respect and that, uh, you know, we feel that there is this uh, natural uh, kind of, uh, you know, brotherhood with, you know, and, and, Indi and Indian is one of those. Indian is the oldest, uh, you know, motorcycle company in, in the U S they, uh, you know, they, they have a history that goes back, uh, you know, well over a century now. And, uh, you know, and they were pioneers in, in, in not only motorcycles, but if you look at the very first ones, uh, they were just bicycles with motors attached to it, right? So yeah, the exactly. history of, yeah, so the history of motorcycling is actually bicycles with small motors on them. This is how it all got started. And so we wanted to pay homage to that. And I think that, you know, meeting the, uh, you know, the folks, uh, you know, at Indian uh, and, uh, you know, getting to know them, uh, getting to work with them over a period of time, you know, again, it was one of those things where we said, wow, okay, this makes sense. It makes sense from Super Symmetry's perspective. It makes sense from India's perspective. And if that's the case, then yeah, let's move forward. And, and, and you know, hopefully I think we were able to capture that. Uh, that, uh, that bike is, is so cool. And, and you look at it and it's clearly a Super 73, but then you're like, okay, clearly it's a Super 73, but man, it also looks like something that Indian would produce as well, uh, you yeah, know, with the light cool. and, the, and the fairing. And, and so it's amazing to be able to bring all those things together and to bring a little bit of this kind of old and new school, uh, you know, together. And, and, and again, really could be prouder of, of, of the product that we ended up, uh, you know, putting out there with, with that, uh, that Indian collaboration. You know, you mentioned something really interesting here where the history of motorcycles began by people putting these motors, these little kerosene engines or whatever it was, onto a bicycle frame and now we're seeing electric motors going onto the bicycle frames and those e-bikes as they become more powerful more capable right behind you you've got the c1x concept which which yeah. i mean looks looks pretty that that particular one looks a little more developed than the first one i saw so i'm wondering if maybe uh, that's something i haven't seen before but that's a project that certainly i think is going forward and you're starting to see now whether it's, you know, the new specialized turbo Creos that have higher top speeds that are now hitting 38 miles an hour and they're, you know, have their off-road modes and you're starting to see some e-bikes come out with no pedals at all, like the Ubco, you just put your feet on it and go. Do you think that that is a larger trend that as people get on e-bikes and they experience them, they go, man, this is cool. I just wish it went a little bit faster. And it's sort of a natural progression. And then 
along with that, where does it end? I mean, does, you know, does it end with a, a super 73 that can go 73 miles an hour or, you know, is that even that just the beginning? <laughs> well, the one, the one behind me will definitely do more than 73. So no, uh, no, no, no. Uh, that ruins all the marketing. But, it's gotta be, it's gotta peg it. it says 73 and then 73 plus that's I'll talk to your, I'll talk to your brand people. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I was going to say, I, I don't want you over for the final marketing for the bike and, and uh, we'll get it done. No, but I think you make a, you make an incredibly valid point, which is that, you know, wh where does this all go? And, and again, I think that if you look to the past, it can maybe give you a little bit of a clue to, you know, what's in store for us here in the future. And so, um, you know, 120, 30 years ago, uh, when the very first, um, actually, bicycles, motorcycles, and, and, and all these things all came about, you know, it wasn't, motorcycles were not defined in the way that they, they are today. It was like, okay, you know, let's see where this goes. We're going to put, you know, small motor in our, on, a, on a bicycle. And then it was, well, we need, you know, more robust uh, frame or chassis. And then it was, uh, you know, more robust wheels and bigger tires and bigger motors. And then there was racing, which then, you know, exploded into uh, all sorts of, you know, different innovations that came from that. And, and, and so, you know, there was this period of time when, when the industry, again, going back a hundred plus years was, was, you know, doing all these different things, all these, you know, I, I'm trying to remember, you know, there was, uh, I don't know what the number was, but there was like, you know, hundreds or even thousands of different motorcycle brands, uh, you know, the early 1900s. Oh yeah, there was like a 1.300 different car companies in the U.S. Yeah, exactly. And then that all kind of coalesced into just a handful. And then, you know, motorcycles became a very defined, like this is what a motorcycle is. And and there was, a, you know, a few categories and, and that was it. So I think that we are, we are back in those times. You know, this is a once in a century opportunity, um, to be honest, to redefine, you know, what these forms of transportation are. What, what is a motorcycle? What is an e-bike? Um, you know, what are these personal forms of transportation? And so, um, so that's the exciting part is that that's what we're literally in the midst of. And what you're seeing is, I think, uh, a repetition of history and that, you know, there's this explosion of, 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 you know, I don't know what the last count I, I heard, but there was, um, you know, something like close to like 1,500 or 2,000 e-bike brands in the U.S., uh, you know, as a, a year ago. I mean, it was some, some absurd number, right? Um, but I think what you're going to see is is the same type of thing. I think you're going to see some consolidation and you're going to start to see the industry, you know, kind of coalescing around, okay, you know, these are kind of some more defined uh, e-bikes or e-mopeds or, you know, these different types of vehicles. And, and like often happens, I think that the legislation will follow the innovation and 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 will follow what the what the uh, what, what the consumers want and and what you're seeing and what consumers at least in the U.S. very much want is you know right now we have kind of electric bicycles very well defined and, and in fact um, you know it's been it's been amazing these last uh, you know five uh, plus years here since the first uh, electric bicycle laws in California uh, came into effect until now. You know, you've really seen everything explode because now there was, again, legislation that kind of defined this category. And so I think that there's opportunities here in the future to now define potentially, you know, new categories because you jump from an electric bicycle and and essentially the only thing in between there's a there's a, you know, 50 year old laws for these kind of mopeds, um, which kind of border on on the, the upper end of what an electric bicycle is today. And then everything else is just a motorcycle. There's, there's just no difference, right? And and so the from the homologation to the licensing requirements to insurance to all of these things, it doesn't matter if it's a 600 pound, uh, 200 mile an hour machine or if it's a you know 150 pound, 45 mile an hour you know little runabout. 
the law looks at it the same way in the U.S. And so I think that's where there's a lot of opportunity to to, to redefine maybe these different classes of vehicles. And, and that's something that exists already in, uh, you know, in other countries and other, you know, places. Um, so, so that's where I think things are going here in the U.S. So when we talk about you know, in, in the automotive sense, we talk about legacy brands like Ford, GM, Chrysler. We talk about startups like Tesla, Rivian, this, even though they're 15-year-old companies, hard to think of them as startups anymore. Yeah. And the, the regulation is a big part of that. And I know from my role in the industry and talking to these bike brands and this and that, I know that there are a couple of established bicycle players that are pushing and lobbying behind the scenes for different types of regulation. Obviously, they're they're kind of lobbying for very self-serving types of regulation. But do you think that there is a, a risk is not the right word. I like your word, opportunity. Do you think that there's an opportunity there for people who are making bikes like yours to benefit from a, a, a kind of more restrictive regulation? And if so, what are some of the ways that, that you know, regulation would be welcome? to what you guys are doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think, or, or you could just say, uh, yeah, screw the regulators. We, we want to go 80 miles an hour, no helmets. uh, (laughs) As as much as, yeah, look, I, I, I am, Look, what, what, what is, you know, whether it be you know, motorcycling or really, in my opinion, any two-wheel vehicle, what does it represent? To me, it represents freedom, right? So this is something that, that, that I very much uh, love about, really, about the e-bike space. It's a freedom. You know, you're not shackled with uh, speed cameras and insurance and registration and, you know, this, you know, gigantic set of, you know, laws and rules. Uh, that you have in the automotive or even in the motorcycle. Right? So that's something that's, that's really incredibly special. So I have a, a natural proclivity to, to kind of push back against regulation and to not really want to embrace that. But, uh, you know, I'm also a realist. And that is that, you know, unless we have a legal framework, unless there is a defined way that, uh, you know, that these, these vehicles are allowed to operate on, on, you know, whether it be public roads or other kind of infrastructure, um, then, you know, you're really not going to get the mass adoption, which is ultimately um, the goal. And I think this is where, you know, um, certainly, you know, our own interests and those of everybody else in the industry, I think, all align. And that is, how do we get people onto more personal forms of transportation? And, and honestly, I'm agnostic, whether that's be, you know, whether that's, that's, that's scooters or, you know, bicycles or, or electric bicycles or mopeds, like it doesn't matter. You know, all of those things are all a huge plus because, the amount of you know, resources that go into these vehicles is a fraction of what a car is. The amount of energy they use is a fraction of what a car is, right? So these are the actual solutions. To how do we, you know, get into greener forms of transportation? How do we alleviate congestion in cities? Um, you know, how do we bring uh, happiness to people's lives? You know, living in Southern California, believe me, go to the freeways and start looking around at people's faces in the car. There's not happiness They're on not the happy. five. No, and it's <laughs> so. crazy, right? Because you look around and even in this day and age, 2022, you look around and 90% of the cars are 4,000 pound, 5,000 pound SUVs. And there's one person sitting up there in the driver's yeah. seat. And that ability to right-size transportation, you've absolutely hit it on the head. This is a little bit of a blindside for you, so you can feel free to not answer this. But last week, Friday, uh, Governor Newsom signed a new law into effect that effectively said jaywalking is no longer criminalized. And on the surface, that doesn't really seem to have a lot to do with e-bikes. But the idea that we have now made it, we have now put legally automobiles, cars, and bicycles on the same level equal footing from a legal perspective as to who owns the streets, right? That's got to be huge because now, 
you know, we, we now have a state whose entire sort of state policy is that the roads are for everybody, not just the cars. That's got to be a huge push in the right direction towards right-sizing transportation. Or, or do you think I'm just like kind of being like way too optimistic on that? No, I think it's great. I, I think you have to be optimistic and you have to take these little wins when you, when, you know, when we can get them collectively, because, you know, they are little wins. There's been, again, an entire century, a century devoted to making cars, the, you know, making automobiles the, the de facto method to get around in this country. And I think that, you know, we don't want to, I think we're not doing ourselves any favors if we think that overnight we're going to just change that. Um, you know, so, so these small little legislative wins um, are, are huge because they build on each other. Um, I, I mentioned earlier that the first e-bike law, it went into effect January of 2017 in uh, California. Now think about how crazy that is. Six years ago, okay, actually we started Super 73, there was not a legal classification for electric bicycle in any state in the United States. Like, now just think of how far we have come from that point till today. I no longer have to explain to people what an electric bike is or an electric bicycle. Everybody knows what those are. They're, you know, That's blasting around time. everywhere. Every, right? So, so in just a short period of time, we've already made so much progress. So when you mention, again, what may seem like some trivial piece of legislation, this this is just a step, and 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 you know California being the most populous state, and certainly certainly being I think a you know a, a part of the country and, and a state that others look you know for direction to you know they just recently announced the uh, that you know starting in twenty thirty five uh, all internal combustion engine vehicles will be banned for sale from uh, you know in the state and New York followed shortly thereafter. Yeah. And I think Washington see, State's you know, the along, next one that's coming. In Washington State. Yeah, and you're gonna and you're gonna see this domino effect, right? And so along those same lines, I think that it's very, very important. And, and again, hats off to uh, you know to Governor Newsom and and making uh, you know this this change happen because these are important steps to redefining uh, how personal forms of transportation operate with again the more traditional uh, you know car based uh, society that, that that we've built and the infrastructure that we built around it. This is this is all great stuff. Now I, I'm trying to be conscious here. I know we have a time commitment. I know you're like a super busy guy. Oh, I'll sit no, here no, and talk to all day, but let's let's try to we'll try to rein it in. You know, I would say for everybody listening here, you know, if you want to check out a Super Seventy Three on your own, where do people go? They go online. Do they go to a local dealer? How do how do people experience these things? You know, for themselves and see if this is something that's right for them. Yeah, so uh, if you go to six73.com uh, and you can go to our dealer locator, we actually have now dealers all across the country that actually physically have the bikes there. You can see them, you can touch them, you can feel them. Uh, we do have a retail store in uh, in Irvine. Uh, so if you're in Southern California, Irvine, California, so if you're in the Southern California area, uh, you're certainly welcome to come down and test ride. And then, of course, you can go online and we have a lot of tools online to be able to uh, compare and to, uh, you know, really get a feel for for the different vehicles. Um, but again, there is nothing like swinging a leg over, uh, you know, a Super 73. So if there's an opportunity to do that, I, I would highly recommend, uh, you know, any anybody to do it. And, you know, if you see one uh, down the road, uh, you know, flagging people down. That happens too all the time. Uh, oh, I can't that, tell you no, that's so times. true. That is absolutely <laughs> true. I, I had a guy yeah. on a super, so this is anecdotal. I had a guy, I was on an aerial rider that they had sent me to as a demo mm -hmm. bike and a guy on a super 73 pulled up next to me to ask me questions about the aerial. And I was like, you know, I want to talk about yours. I didn't know they had a purple one. Like, what is that? And that's the first time I saw one of the Miami bikes before, before I saw one in person at the show. Mm -hmm. So there's, they're so cool. And the community around these things is, is really, really neat. 
and, and I just want to clarify the Indian bike that's not available at your stores. That's through the Indian dealers, right? Correct. Yeah. So the Indian collaboration is uh, an important one because that's a way for uh, Indian to get their customers actually interested into uh, you know, a small format electric uh, vehicle. So those are available at uh, Indian dealerships, uh, also through uh, Indian online as well. So yeah, if you want one of those, you, you got to go to got to one of the Indian retail centers. But again, you know they have. I think almost 200 dealerships uh, nationwide. So, you know, chances oh, yeah. are there's probably an Indian dealer, you know, near you. So, you know, and um, that's, so again, it, just another great outlet. Yeah. And, and that's another thing that's worth bringing up, right? If, if there's an issue with this, not that, you know, not that there's ever an issue with the super, <laughs> but if you do have an issue with your bike for whatever reason, there's a nationwide dealer network that you can take it to and that there's going to support the vehicle right there. It's not like you're buying one off of Amazon or from, you know, an internet company yeah. and there's no physical brick and mortar to take your bike to like, you already know where to go and where to take it. So I think that's definitely worth uh, paying attention to. So yeah. Legrand, again, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. You know, for the people who are listening to this, for the readers at Clean Tactica, how do they follow along with what you're doing? Where do they follow you for social media so they can see all these cool yeah. bikes? We didn't even talk about the Hot Wheels bike. <laughs> you got nothing. Oh, man, there's Hot have... Wheels, there's Santa Claus, there's there's the, uh, <laughs> you guys have been teasing a Halo bike that's on your website with no pictures. I think that's coming out soon. Like, you guys are all yeah. over the place. Like, how do we, how do we stay up to date with all this stuff? <laughs> So, uh, so of course, uh, you know, goes without saying, our website's a great place at supertimesview.com, but also our social media is, is, is huge. So, uh, we have an incredible following. We are, uh, you know, constantly uh, putting new information out there on our Instagram. So follow Super73 on Instagram. Uh, we have a, a very active uh, TikTok account too. So if you are closer to the age of, uh, of TikTok users, we'll just put it that oh, way. And then, uh, that's so that's another. <laughs> That's another another great uh, resource, and you know there's Facebook uh, owners groups. Um, you know we're we're really kind of all over. We we were born as a digital brand, so uh, we you know kind of cover the the spectrum there. But you know certainly I would I would say that uh, you know if you can follow our Instagram account, uh, you know there's a lot of times where we put a lot of the new uh, new announcements and and, and uh, you know get a sneak peek at different things. In fact, the vehicle here behind me, the uh, the C1X. Uh, we we just uh, showed off um, just a few days ago. In fact, the first um, you know, running prototype. Uh, there's a little teaser video out there. I don't know if you've seen it, Joe. But uh, um, but again, a great way to follow yeah. us. To, uh, no, I'm waiting. The channels. one I'm waiting on is the balance bike, the kids bike. Oh yeah, that thing oh. is. And by the way, that thing is coming uh, coming soon. There's going to be there's going to be some uh, uh, some updates here coming. Just, so, just in uh, time for the have, holidays, maybe, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe, well, maybe you're gonna have to have me back on here in another another month or so, Joe. We'll oh, see. I'll definitely have you <laughs> so. back on. That'd be awesome. All right, Legrand, thank you so yeah, much, man. Cool. And again, for everybody, you thank you, Super Joe. Seventy three. Thank you for listening to Clean Tech Talk. Join us next time to get your electric fix. If you would like to sponsor our podcast, send us an email at accounts at cleantechnica.com. That's A-C-C-O-U-N-T-S at cleantechnica.com. Thanks.